Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, gather round, gather round, it's the Football Ramble, I'm joined by James or Jim. Hello! Pete's here. Hello! Lukey's here. Alright. Everybody okay? Mm. Yeah, pretty Crap well. You? Yeah. Ooh, Lutely. Like what you're wearing, you look good. Mm. Wow. Oh, you're talking to all three of us, of course, there. You can't even see me from there. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> He's assuming. Yeah. Um, who is your favourite? This is inspired by... Um, an email. Who is it? Yeah, no, do you? You've not got it in front of you. This is inspired by Jerry. <laughs> An email from Jerry, who's a Blackburn fan. He said, uh, "He said, who's your favourite old player? I.e., <laughs> someone, someone still playing who's who has been or or is still playing at the top level, getting near their forties. Keepers excluded. Oh, still playing. What? Or, or they only, or maybe they retired when they were very old, sort of thing. Mm. They're yeah. not still playing. Because I'm, I'm thinking Roger Miller surely oh, is oh, way up there. Was he 44 <laughs> when he retired? Was he 44? He's probably still going in the shade. Yeah. But uh, no one knows how old he was. It's like over Femi Martins and Carney. Yeah. No one knows. That's, that is, do you know what, James? That's, you've got the points. So, uh, oh, hang on. <laughs> already. Bang! Consolation prize is up for grabs. Can I go uh, for our very own Dean Windass? Oh, no. you got to reassess that one, surely. I, I will say that myself. Clever. Him and or Peter Beagrey. Peter Beagrey's oh, a good yeah. shout I'll as well. I'll tell you what my rationale is behind Peter Beagrey. Please do. He's still a really <laughs> nippy winger at the age of like 39. Yeah. yeah. Which is brilliant. It's Very skillful as well, wasn't he? he well, indeed. And he used to do a cartwheel and somersault celebration, even though that yeah, I yeah. can't do that now. No, me either. No, no. <laughs> Pete? No, no need. Uh, Pete? Gary Speed, of course, is. Carson was <laughs> going yeah, yeah. to say him. Yeah. You tried to go for John Hartson because you emailed me. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I assumed John Hartson was a lot older, but it turns out no. he, he, uh, no, he, he was just a troll. Yeah, the tough paper route, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like a 50 when he retired. He looked very rough, uh, yeah. but he retired at 34, played for. Uh, it was Dagenham Redbridge, I think his last team. Was it? Was it really? Blimey. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was last season. <laughs> I was looking at somebody Dan Sass, all the same to you, isn't it, Kate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very similar teams. Whoopsie, Daisy. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Marcus? Spell Z. Uh, Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, good. Oh, good shout. Yeah, so I think Stanley Matthews deserved a shout as well. Wasn't he 50 when he retired? Yeah, Something yeah, mental yeah. like that? Yeah. Mm. Stanley Matthews is a cracking shout, yeah. Since the last recording, James or Jim and I have returned... Oh safely from Rome, having watched the Champions League. Now, that was a little while ago, but unfortunately before um, the final, we recorded the show. So now we can present to you our own experiences. Mm. And what experiences they were, Marcus. Ruddy, marvellous, Bl- James. Bloody brilliant. I mean, yeah. I've said bloody. I've gone the whole hog. It was, like, yeah. <laughs> it was nice to get out of Pete and Luke's company for yeah. a day. Well, it always is. Yeah. The feeling is more than mutual chaps. Yeah. <laughs> We visited Rome for yeah. a day. For a day, it was really weird. We didn't get stabbed in the arse by Roma fans as feared, which was good. Um, 
we did nearly die every time we went near a road because although <laughs> roads were invented in Rome, yeah. the people there don't know how to use them. <laughs> They've forgotten. They just do what they want. Zebra crossings are optional. Yeah, but some of the some and of the red roads, lights. Some and of the red crosses, lights. Yeah, some of the crosses don't have like little green and red men to tell you what to Was do. Was there a game going on? Um, Not somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we, we didn't hear yeah, we it. missed it. I mean, yeah. We got the last ten minutes. <laughs> Mental. Yeah. No, what was it like? Honestly, it was a good. Well, we, it was, good yeah. well, it was Fantastic. Great. We met two lovely fellas. We did. We met two lovely fellas from Northampton. Spent the day with them. Went to St Peter's Square. Saw the Trevi Fountain. Oh, very Had nice. a pizza. So yeah. that was quite nice. Went to the Vatican. Didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Saw St Peter's Square. That is, that is it. Yeah. I thought you meant the Trevi Fountain. Wasn't listening. It got all goddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave that to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was br- the atmosphere was superb. Yeah, during, unbelievable in the city. It was. I mean, we were actually where the, where we were sightseeing. It was more near the Barcelona. Fan base. Although saying that, when we did sort of drift further into where the Man United fans were based, they're all there as well. <laughs> yeah, true, it's just yeah, because yeah. every single Barcelona fan there was wearing a Barcelona shirt oh, and was there. painted in the colours of the Barcelona shirt. Yeah. They were just so colourful and just so loud, mm. just unbelievable. I mean, I, I sensed it actually felt a little intimidating for the Man United fans at first. Oh, yeah. really? In the stadium, they, they the Man United fans oh, they were great, it in to the be stadium, fair. They yeah. really, really, really were yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, in the actual city itself, Barcelona were just so much more visible. I think, because, so. I think it, was, it was so hot, you know. Yeah. The Man United fans were probably seeking solitude in the shade. Mm. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Barcelona fans were loving it, you know. But what, the, um, what, but the Rome, the people, the locals um, were supporting Barcelona. Yeah, quite obviously. Right. And uh, we eventually found out it all goes because of the seven-one when you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So oh, it kind of yeah. made sense there. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Um, so what were your opinions on the game from from actually watching it within the stadium? Oh, the, the, the whole spectacle was magnificent. Yeah. I mean, the opening ceremony was mental. I don't I don't even know if they <laughs> well, showed it well, in, was, on TV. Well, we, there was kind of like these weird women that came on. In with, with the face paints and the dresses, and then yeah. there was a couple who were like on. It looked like the, they were floating. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. It looked absolutely. It was like they were ice skating across the pitch on but they invisible had long, ice long dresses. On. Just crazy. So you couldn't really see the legs. weird. I think somebody on the radio said heavy set women. I couldn't <laughs> know whether they use particularly head, heavy set women. Because you can see them from like Rosette. I don't yeah, really know yeah. why. We but... could just about see him. Yeah. You yeah. swore at Jeff Shreves, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, good man. Yeah, can we have a high five? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. What, yeah, that was he... me high five. It was myself. a V sign. It was a V sign. Did he respond? Uh, I don't think he saw. No, because he probably <laughs> thinks. Oh, Shrewsy! <laughs> you fucking wanker! <laughs> no, because it probably happens to him so much that he probably, yeah, yeah. probably thinks that's a wave now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. so that's a, he thinks that's a traditional on. British greeting. <laughs> uh, Teddy Sheringham, because we got there obviously quite early and we saw the yeah. pundits on the, the pitch. Martin Tyler was there. Yeah. And, uh, Sheringham, Townsend. When Sheringham walked on, I say walked on, he, he was by the side of the pitch. This is probably about two hours before, an hour and a half before yeah. kick-off. He came on and a couple of the United fans... Um, we're like, hey, Teddy, Teddy, hey, all this. And he just turned around and went, nah, nah, like that. Stop that, stop that. really strange. Why? No, Teddy, I think they're just showing appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what he thought they were That's asking. Awesome. Teddy, yeah, if they were girls, he'd have been over Teddy, there. last mm. ten, last ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, th- before the game, they had this really strange sort of pre-match entertainment where they got a giant inflatable ball. When you say strange, do you mean rubbish? Rubbish, <laughs> strange, yeah, it was both of those things. They, they got a fan from each side... <laughs> blindfolded them and got the crowd to cheer when they were near the ball. It's like nightmare but with a football at the Champions League <laughs> but, final. And Barcelona actually won it and they all went mad. It's but, like, but the, but you great... know it's not 1-0, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the great thing was the Barca fan was just like a normal looking fella. The man you know, was just really fat, balding yeah, kind been of... Been drinking for weeks. <laughs> so what did they have to he do? He hadn't had to get prepared, the... Peter. Paul Gascoigne was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that whole thing about... Right, that, that. The whole thing about Rome being dry <laughs> and there being no booze. Bollocks. Just not true. No, just... Okay. 
Just, just not I heard true. That's what everyone lie. was told that, weren't they? Before, yeah. so but you could get booze everywhere. I mean, on mm. the streets. So obviously, from from watching on television, apart from the first ten or fifteen minutes, Barcelona did absolutely dominate it. Yeah, through, through oh, it was, yeah. It, was it was really like. They were that just was, that was Man apparent, down it was, going, it was, stop it in yourself. Stop it in yourself. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But like, we were genuinely in awe of it, weren't yeah. we? I don't, you know when you go and see a gig, of, and it's amazing, mm. like you see a band on top of their game, and you come away and you're just like, that was I want to go that, again tomorrow night. Yeah, 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 that was something. It was like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. really was. I mean, TV never captures the spectacle of, of any real live event, but this, yeah, like, such as just, the football round. I mean, we're, exactly. <laughs> we're all talking about, all both of us were talking about, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, do you think even the World Cup final would have that sort of atmosphere? Because I just cannot see how an atmosphere could have been better. It was yeah. phenomenal. And both and sets such a great setting. Both well. sets of fans were superb, actually. Did, did Messi look like he jumped so high? Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that, that was, was down the other yeah, end, actually. Oh, okay. We were no, near he, the United. It was still a very sort of powerful header. Because like, you sometimes see footballers like Lavin, you sort of think, how did he manage? I watched someone saw Les Ferdinand do about four what? feet of jump. How have you got Les Ferdinand? <laughs> hey, this? Shut up. He gets it into every <laughs> show. And I just think, how does a player jump so high? But I mean, that was a ridiculously. Uh... Oh, it's unbelievable, actually. If you see the still of, um, I think it was in the Observer or something, the following. The following whenever it came out and he looked like his, the, the soles of his boots were the height of the defender in question Vinic I think's waist yeah mm. he jumped very very high indeed it was almost Ferdinand Ferdinand it looked like he had no right to get to it because yeah. when the mm. ball first came over whilst all the commentators were saying because it was a shabby yeah. ball over so yeah, magnificent did, yeah. ball he oh, picked it was a class pass, yeah. but for me it looked too high it looked too high well I think I think he needed to put it in there because if Ferdinand was there yeah. he could have only been put in one place mm. and, and would have asked a lot from the forward which of course yeah, it did, but it was matched yeah. superbly. Although I think when he scored it, I think everyone's initial reaction was, "But didn't Terry Venable say he couldn't score a header with a top, top hat, hat on? on?" Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Why <laughs> would having a top hat on aid you in scoring a header? Yeah, exactly. He never helped Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> you know. But I, yeah. I don't, I don't know why Terry Venable said that. Why doesn't he just say he's not the greatest header of the he's, he's, he's set himself up for a full header. <laughs> yeah. he, he might as well have just gone to the bookies and said, I'll, I'll have a tenner on yeah. he scored the header. Yeah. Yeah. Get back to writing your TV cop shows, Venables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, but it was just, it was absolutely magnificent. What was, um, what was a sli- slightly annoying was... Um, the, the coach that we went on, um, we you know, one of these day things... You say slightly annoying. <laughs> um, I didn't think you were even going to follow up with this, but carry on. Well, we, we, they parked about a 25-minute walk away from the stadium. Don't know why. It wasn't explained. The, our rep was just like, sorry, lads, <laughs> they're dropping nearby, us. Well, I, I used nearby in a very loose sense. It's <laughs> yeah. a nearby rugby stadium. <laughs> didn't you fall over trying to run for the stadium? I did well, bang my knee on a rock, yes. But what was funny was we pulled up by this rugby stadium and we were like, well, that's not the... The showpiece of the 1990 World Cup, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, like really like, grown so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was like, do you think they dug it into the ground? You know, yeah. it's like well, you go in and it's really low. It's like a camp, isn't it? Like, yeah, 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 no, but that's it. We were yeah. like guessing, and he was like, it's a rugby stadium. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we knew. So, you so they gave us 45 minutes to get back from, from the, stadium. the final whistle, from not the from the celebrations, which we bloody stayed for. Yeah, we saw them lift the cup, and then we were off. Boom. Into we the actually had blackness. to run because it took it takes about twenty minutes to get out of that stadium because it's his massive. You ran for twenty minutes, uh, longer than that, <laughs> and by the end I was oh, like, <laughs> and that's I when was... I tripped over and banged my knee on a rock. And because you know, I tripped over a rock and it was quite a heavy rock, so I only went a little way and then I met it again on the way back down. <laughs> <laughs> on a ro- on a rock, someone probably threw it out of a car just because they felt like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like a drill sergeant. Come on, James, that's it, forward. You know, and well, then and then as we were getting near to the to the where the coaches were, I could see the coaches pulling away. And I thought, 
we're going to be absolutely shagged. Yeah, no, we're there, were, <laughs> so there were points where it did look like we were going to be stuck in Rome oi, with no way oi, home. I'd saved a bit in the tank, top speed. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we actually got lost. We, we got broken up at one point, and I was sort of staggering around out of breath yeah. going, Marcus! Marcus! <laughs> I came back in heroic Dave or John, that would be fine. <laughs> and if we were in Dublin, say, but I'm staggering around Rome going, yeah. Obviously distressed. It looks like we've had some sort of lover's trip. <laughs> Wait, Marcus, how, Marcus how, was your, how was your hammy? All right? Yeah, all fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, bit, a bit of training, actually. I thought it would help me in the last ten minutes of the match. Didn't get on. No. But, um, you know, it came good in the end. Fair enough. Well, yeah, a great time was had by all, it sounds like. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Well, James has written a blog about this, evidently. And that will be up on the MySpace. Much of which I've just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 MySpace.com forward slash... Football ramble. Yeah. Um, moving, moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly There's on. Something I can contribute to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, football. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, because <laughs> most of that story probably didn't really wasn't about no, football. No. Um, chasing buses. International <laughs> matches have happened recently. Mm. England were involved in one of them away in Kazakhstan. Um, 4-0, I'm quite happy with that. I know people were critical of the performance. It was a poor performance. But I, it doesn't yeah. matter, does it? 100% record so far, he's brilliant. It's, the most, it's it. the most animated I've seen Capello on the touchline, though, so... I think someone summed it up by saying, I think Kazakhstan and England will be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, the, I was reading that the big, one of the biggest problems now for England going away to teams like that is the fact that they're, the team they play are, are such... In awe of them, yeah, they almost only just sort of stop short of queuing up outside the dressing and asking for autographs <laughs> yeah, before and right, after yeah. the game. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. And, there, and there was some like estimated like a massive percentage of the crowd that went there because the tickets were r- ridiculously expensive mm. for for the, for the game. Apparently, loads of them just went there so they could see David Beckham. That's the only reason they went. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, it was a good result. I mean, four 0 you can't really ask for anymore. But I tell you what, it was great. Five. Yeah, <laughs> you could ask been, for more than that. It would have been nice, James. It would have been nice, but I, th- I was really impressed with the amount of England fans that went out there for such an awkward trip. Long, long mm. way to go, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic effort. But I th- I they think- looked tired. They, they looked absolutely tired. First sort of half an hour, England players. The England players looked really, really shaky. Yeah. What it was, it funny, was, it was good to see Capella getting angry though, because it, it, it seems to me that if he looks he, good when he's he, angry. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if he he puffs out his chest and yeah, beats oh, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. gesticulates but he, wildly. But if, yeah. he, but if he loses by a large margin or, or wins by a large margin, I think. I think he likes the bits where they're not. It's kind of like nil, nil, one nil. He gets quite angry. I quite yeah, enjoy yeah. proper Italian stuff. Though, isn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I find it quite funny when when uh, Alan Green was reading out the team sheet on um, Five Live and. Uh, he was going through the team and he was saying uh, Lampard, uh, Gerard, Gareth Barry, money, money, money. I thought the first, it's the first uh, instance I've ever seen of anyone backchatting to Capello. Uh, Ashley, Ashley Cole did it. Did he? Capello, Wouldn't Capello have picked him out of the squad. Yeah, but Ashley Cole sort of did a sort of like real like schoolboy sort of turned around, shouted something back at Capello, and ran. Immediately turned around the other way, sort of jogged away before he could turn <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, before he was, he uh, goes over to Glenn Johnson. He wants us to switch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. He specifically asked for me to be as far away as possible. Now. Yeah. I, I remember Capello saying actually when the, the fixtures came out that he was very pleased to get these two games at the end of the season, and yeah, it couldn't did, have yeah. worked out better. Yeah. For but they, they discuss it amongst themselves, the international yeah. matches, don't they? That's right. I can't I, believe I, I would, yeah, it's unbelievable, I, isn't it? I would question why. He's rec- I mean, regardless of what he said, I would question whether they've agreed to go away to Kazakhstan at this time of year. I mean, it's it's no, five I, times over. Yeah, but I think he, he, yeah, he no, but you're looking a... at the sort of strength of the opposition, aren't you? Yeah, the yeah, points so. against Ukraine so, yeah. or Croatia well, you want, you now would be quite tough. Ukraine or Croatia, it'd be quite hot as well in those countries. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, they have a, a lot of those players. You don't want a big trip in the middle of the season. Definitely anyway. not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He wanted to get the Croatia game out of the way early, which of course they did. While the players were still fresh, and he actually said that. 
Another thing Alan Green said, which was quite funny, when he was um, reinforcing he the, said, the... Into the penalty area! <laughs> yeah. uh, when, he, uh. <laughs> when he was reinforcing the geographical location of the place, he said, you can see the beautiful mountain range, and just like a few hundred miles from over there is China. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Portland's China, yeah. Yeah. Do you see Portugal only beat Albania away with a 90th minute winner? Really? really? They, they are struggling, aren't they? Yeah. They are. They're about fourth in their group, I think. It's mm, good to yeah, see yeah. Ireland doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Northern Ireland are doing well as well. Scotland are doing all right as well, aren't yeah. they? Am I, am yeah. I right? I think uh, Holland have got that group pretty much wrapped up. Uh, Holland are through. They've qualified. They've, qualified. they've actually qualified? Yeah, because they've got one team less in their group than they're running Oh, uh, that's just... Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, so they're qualified. Um, Australia qualified. Yeah. Japan. South Korea and Japan have all qualified. They always qualify, though, those three teams, don't they, really? Well, There's not, not really any sort of... Well, so Australia, actually, Australia generally play Uruguay, I don't I was gonna know. Say, who are Uruguay going to no, play? No, but that's changed around, though. Uruguay plays someone from um, Asia, I think. Aust- Did Argentina beat Colombia this week, or was that... Argentina... Right? Argentina um, Just beat Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Brazil had a great result, beat Uruguay Did in Did you see Uruguay. that, though? 4-0. The defending was absolutely appalling. Well, well didn't... Uh, was it Vickery on his... BBC blog was saying like the main difference between the the two. Oh no! Wait, actually, it could have been our good friends at SouthAmericanFootball.co.uk who said uh, the main difference between Uruguay and Brazil was the goalkeeping. Oh, <laughs> I cannot stress enough, <laughs> even by South American standards, <laughs> how bad the defending was by Uruguay. The pitch is awful, but as the well. keepers as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But that's always the way. At the best of times. Uh, but Brazil are, to be fair, they're getting into a bit of a habit now of of getting good results when they're not playing so well, and they've hit mm. the top of their group as well. well so. It's good to see Kaká playing for them. Yeah, for a change, was, you know. Yeah. But uh, but that's the first time they've won in Uruguay since um, the sixties, I think. It's, well, Uruguay it's a long time. traditionally very strong at home. But you know that um, you know that Argentina. I'm really starting to fear for them now. They're they're, they're tactically at appalling at the moment. They they scraped a result um, last week. And um, Maradona seems to be even the, the thing is I don't, I don't understand right. Is I said a few weeks ago on the show a few yeah. months ago when Maradona took over, they've got such a talented group of players. Yeah, I'll be really sad if, if Maradona sort of conspires to fuck it up just mm. by being Maradona. I said if it, the, the sort of coaching stuff he's got, he should just make sure he listens to them. And it looks yeah. to me like he isn't listening to Bernardo. Well, he's at not all. picking Gonzalo Higuain, which is no, mental. No, just crazy. Well, he's obviously fallen out of Raquelme as well. Well, I yeah. tell you what, that and that's a, that is a. A glaring one. They got it? tanked in Bolivia, six yeah, one. Yeah. They've only just scraped a result last week. Yeah. I tell you what, the side who are, are playing with Chile. Mm-hmm. They've come out and started playing. They won two nil in Paraguay. Who Paraguay are doing, also doing well. Yeah. But mm. pa- Chile won two nil in Paraguay. You know, I tell you, what, Venezuela doing better. They're on sixteen. They're not. Um, they're not in the bottom three. They're, they're fourth from bottom. But they, they, they don't get relegated. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they have to play in Australasia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to play the Premier League. Oh, hey, controversial. Best league in the world, I'm only joking. Yeah, that's right. Best yeah, league yeah. in the world. Kaká has moved to Real Madrid, which I, I think is a bit of a shame because I like Kaká. Mm. <laughs> it was a mercifully short transfer. Saga. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, yeah, actually, play, yeah. I actually found out about it because I was flicking through the TV and I saw it on Real Madrid TV. Have any of you ever seen it? No. It <laughs> is the most sycophantic TV channel I have ever seen. They broadcast the medicals and stuff, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the all the press conferences <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And this, this guy called Dan Thomas or something like that, he's definitely got a name, right? And he does oh, it's everything. Speaking, is it? He, yeah, it's English speaking. He hosts every show he does the commentary he's, it's just like he's a one man Real Madrid propaganda machine he's like England. Franco himself it's, they, was, they had like a panel show on there how, how, uh, yesterday how did he get that job I have no idea <laughs> I'm not his agent <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah they had this panel show on where there was this guy saying oh Florentino Perez is absolutely the right man for the job and it's just four people agreeing on that it's like did you see what happened before yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, we can at least thank Mr Perez for, 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 uh, for not dragging it out all summer have you 
Imagine he, start, he started to try and buy back young players they've let go as well to sort of try and get rid of the moniker of yeah. just buying Galacticos. Well, well. He's, but he's a man for a Galactico. He loves a Galactico. So Kakari's gone and got him. Yeah. Did, did he, he want? To, he didn't want to go though, did he? Kakar. He, he, he said uh, again and again. He said that he, did, he, he didn't want. Well, he to he think it was a good deal all round. He said he was happy to stay on principle, but he knew that Milan had to sell. Yeah, fifty-six yeah. million pounds. And I, th- I think that so there's um, no point in t- making noises against yeah. Real Madrid because he's he going to end up there. Do, do you think yeah. in the last minute Gary Cook ran along and. <laughs> Right. Come on, Gary. Yeah. Get out. Just one more thing. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if the press, they're going to bottle it. They'll bottle it. <laughs> Don't bother. They'll bottle it. You're that man with the woeful gym from Manchester <laughs> yeah. City. Yeah. How did you get through? Yeah. But I, I mean, you, you talked about on the way up here. You were talking about Serie A. How yeah. that's just kind of oh, such no a shame, case. isn't it? Like, cause mm. we, I mean, if you're of a certain age and you love your football, yeah. like we all do. You, you grow up watching <coughs> exactly, <coughs> exactly. You grow up watching all that, and now it seems to me like there's talk of Alexander Pato going as well. Yeah. I mean, Kaká was really the jewel in the crown of yeah. the whole league. Mm. He really was, yeah. And so, so there's not going to be an awful lot, of, you know, an awful lot of sort of, um, sort of grandstand players in in this league. Because the other thing is, like, um, like Genoa have signed um, a couple of players. They've swapped a couple of players of Inter. They seem, mm. Inter seem to be a sort of side who can genuinely attract sort of yeah. world class players. Yeah. But Milan have really, really, um, like we were just talking about earlier, Milan have sort of. Um, Suffer from Berlusconi not bankrolling them and they're not qualifying for the Champions League, so so it, it does happen. But I think yeah. then they're renegotiating TV rights for this season as well. So well it's, it's, it's a knock-on effect from the match-fixing scandal. Yeah, it's a bit it of that really as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's all started when Maldini announced that he was going <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's just kind of gone well. There's no yeah. point. Yeah, close the whole league down. Sort of, you know, even Beckham's gone back to America. <laughs> yeah, well, they only brought Beckham in just so they could try and make the team a bit more handsome. Yeah, <laughs> well, Milan are selling everyone under thirty, so it's like, yeah. you're going to agree a really yeah. age. He'll be straight He's after Seydorf. Like, eh. <laughs> is he? <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Is he? There was an interesting article recently with Patrice Evra, who was talking about player liaisons at football clubs. Yeah. And uh, Barry Morehouse is the one at Manchester United. And well, they basically it, just do everything for the players. Mm. They oh, they're, they're, they're kind of gophers or... Change or, light bulbs, that sort of shit. The, the lot, the handymen. And he says you can call Baz at any time. Call him any time and he's always free. Who said that, Evra? Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, well, Do you think he's just doing that to see if you can? I think yeah. so. Well, it, it, let me continue. He said, when you have a problem with your car or the jacuzzi or with the light every time he is there. How many problems can you have with a light? When you splash water at it from a jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah. It's in your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting a bit Keith Moon. Yeah. Um, uh, the, apparently, uh, the player liaison has been going around for a while, this... this uh, I think it's sort position. of come about with these sort of influx of foreign players, like, yeah. helping them sort of settle in and sort of develop from there. Blame them. Yeah, bloody foreign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. over here, taking our liaison yeah. officers. Well, there's there's one there's one uh, a guy um, Mark Maunders who was uh, Fulham's uh, Mister Mix, Fixit, if you will. There was an interview he had with Four Four Two about receiving a, an emergency call from defender Alan Goma, uh, <laughs> whose goldfish was swimming in the wrong direction. <laughs> and uh, this is there was a were, high, they, were they going up? Oh, James. And uh, there was a high-level investigation into why Fabrice Fernandes kept waking up with a wet head. Um, And he concluded that the midfielder was sleeping with the window open when it rained. They are people. (laughs) They are actual people, man. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Well, my uh, my mate Sarah uh, worked as uh, an understudy to the fella mentioned in that piece. So Uh, they've got assistants as well. (laughs) They do the same. (laughs) But apparently... You've got work experience. How far does this chain go? Apparently, Booba Diop was a particular... Particularly, uh, particularly stupid human being. That's what <laughs> well, I he's fucking rubbish. So it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he's like that on the 
Off the pitch. Well, as I well. mean, these kids. You mean imagine a foreign kid who left school at sixteen. Uh, you know, a kid from uh, a foreign country doesn't speak that uh, very decent English. He comes over here. He left. He's left school at sixteen anyway. Mm. You know, he's probably not. He's probably not the cleverest tool in the box. Yeah, we're not talking about not that many life experiences. We're not talking about. I mean, I can understand why they would want help with something like um, buying a car or something like that, but. Sleeping with the window open so you get a wet head. It's, that's, <laughs> as far as I know, that happens the world over. Basic but, stuff. But I you think, don't learn that at school, Pete. But you? I think if you if you have <laughs> someone who that's goes, the kind of life lessons you should learn at school, Luke. If, if you have like a fella that does go over and beyond the call of duty, so to speak, yeah. you're going to rely on him and ask him stupid oh. questions like a dad. You know what I mean? I can yeah. actually see. I can, I, can, I can easily see why how Go it's come about. It's helping the foreigners settle in and it's just got escalated from there. Yeah. No, it's, it's just it's been massively taken for granted, isn't it? Uh, it's slightly different, um, but I think... But the footballers are so pampered. I mean, when, when Cristiano Ronaldo first moved over um, for, and played for United, he was... Was it like Mercedes-Benz or something? You know, top of the range, kind of one of them. And he, every time he crashed four times, he had, and obviously there was the recent Lamborghini one or whatever he was driving, mm. and he would he would crash it, go into the the training ground the next day or the or the club, hand his keys over, get given another set of keys, and off he'd go. <laughs> you know, like even yeah. like Ferdinand and some of the the older players, which is like this is ridiculous. But this this leads, this is also ties in nicely with what we were saying a few months ago about how players, young players now, aren't taught to clean boots and clean change yeah. rooms and earn their stripes. That's right. And so, and Ronaldo can't be much older than eighteen when he was doing that. Mm. Ronaldo can never ever move to Italy if he drives like that here. <laughs> it might last yeah. ten minutes. But, but imagine, imagine being one. Of Maybe these, you should then. I, mean, <laughs> so I think he'd probably fit in quite nicely. But imagine being one of these late liaison officers. You kind of you go into somebody's house and having really simple problems to fix, and that's your job. Screwing a light bulb, and you, and there's a multi-million footballer, famous person that would be ultimately. So grateful for you being yeah. there. Yeah. It's like reading them a bedtime story or something. Yeah. It's just a little bit Rubik's Cubes, bro. <laughs> it's just a little bit demeaning, though, isn't it? It is demeaning. It's almost like being a sort of paid slave. I mean, how much do they get paid, anyway? Probably, de- probably a decent yeah, It's, right. it, a it's decent just wage. like, yeah. But it's loads of loads of clubs, you say that, but loads of Premier League clubs were indicted fairly recently, as early as sort of the beginning of this season, for paying their cleaners and their tea ladies like, practically minimum yeah. wage. Because, true. Do you know why? Because they have to scrimp whenever they can, because they... They say bump the ticket prices up. They play the players loads, so they have to save money in other areas. And they've been a lot of them. Newcastle was one in question. Got indicted for for paying their players. Um, sorry, not paying, paying their members of staff very low wages. Mm. So maybe player liaisons just do it for the for the yeah. for the glamour of the job. Mm. Yeah, pop around John Terry's house, you know. F- yeah, pop around Frank Lampard's house, you know, <laughs> crimping his pie or whatever. Yeah, nice <laughs> work. If Fix you can his get wee. <laughs> Fix his dad's wee. <laughs> <laughs> When I worked for Leicester City, uh, cutting up pork. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 re- I... rewind. <laughs> you started this story halfway through. Don't say like that. We know what you're talking about. Was it specific, specifically pork? Or I, it it was specifically pork. I was on the hog, the hot hog stand. Leicester City in the pro, in, in the in, on that season where they went down and they didn't win a single match forever, and. Um, and and yeah, I got paid like three fifty or something. An I'm hour? sure it was a li- it was ridiculous. Well, per hour, per pig, <laughs> per pig. Yeah. And one of, and one of the posh execs used to come out and go. And every time he used to come at me and goes, uh, "Don't be shy with the old applesauce." Your mother wasn't. Hey, every single time. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I, ju- I just think he means that he's he's never even met my mother. She's in the northeast. What it means is you live in some sort of alternative Mary Poppins style <laughs> world. Is what it means. <laughs> is it just pork? 
It was pork, but... Uh, you... So was there someone else specifically doing the applesauce? No, no. You, you know, lamb, no, you'd get given, you'd given, you'd get given a sharp knife and uh, half a pig and you'd just cut it up for the people and they'd have sandwiches. It'd be, it was good. Oh, it was a good little job. That's a needless expense. Nothing to add. <laughs> oh. Cyber letters. Emails. Emails, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ramblers, I live in northern Italy, between Verona and Milan. Brescia in brackets. Um, <laughs> could have just said Brescia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I subscribe to Sky's football package here. Usually I can change the language for English matches they show, but the mean shitters have removed the option since they were knocked out of the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Bad losers, Laura. Oh, my, almost certainly, Laura. Yeah. That, is, that is the Italian all over, isn't it? Yeah. That showed us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should learn Italian if you live there. Just a thought. Oh, oh, ignore him, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> what would James Richardson do? Ask yourself that. Uh, Eat ice cream. It's true. It's very true. Very true indeed. Whilst, re- whilsst reading an Italian newspaper, though. Mm. In a piazza. Mm. Uh, hi to you all. I just thought I would Hello. email you as I wish to hear your views on the pitiful amount of money that Arsene Wenger has been promised this transfer window. What the hell can he buy for £12 million? Who is high enough quality uh, to come in for that? Considering Usmanov now owns 25% of the club and is worth £1,500 million. <laughs> um, or £1.5 billion, as we say in England. Yeah. Um, couldn't he have delved a little deeper? Jim? Uh, I think... <laughs> What has to be done there? I think twelve million pounds is a, a decent enough amount to buy a sort of like frustrating, inconsistent, and always injured <laughs> midfield player that generally plays down the middle but is farmed out to the wing, and that's basically all <laughs> Arsenal need every fucking season. <laughs> and he's got to be friends. Well, I, yeah. I think I think and this is from Chris. I think Chris that um, he won't even spend that twelve million pounds. So well, if you they, gave well, him more, yeah, he's got he to sell do? to buy, isn't he? What do they need? They need a keeper. They need a <laughs> half at least one. Yeah. They need a strong midfielder, and they probably need another striker. Mm. Are they well, going to win the Premier? League with twelve million pounds? No, they're no. not. If you can get, you, he knows that. He knows the answer to that. If you can still get thirty million for Adebayo, then bite someone's hand Absolutely off. Absolutely no chance. Mm. No, I mean it might even be a case of selling Fabregas and just putting a lot of hope on Arshavin's shoulders because there's no other way they're going to get the money they need to fill the gaps. It's a good point, though. Why haven't they got any money? It's, it's, well, Arsenal are one of the clubs in the most debt, and I think it's from the stadium, isn't it? It it's is, just... but Usmanov's got enough money. But Usmanov isn't—he doesn't own the club yet, does he? So he's, he's not going to sort of invest. He's, he's a very jowly man. He's a very yeah, jowly man. Well, we've he? spoken about my uh, distaste. Keep, keep jowly men out of football campaigns. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't stop really, when you started presenting the show with me. Well, you're the exception to the rule. Thanks. And you've covered it up with a beard. I have indeed. I like beard. Yeah. Another email from Nick, our Hong Kong Portsmouth supporter. All right, yeah. Um, and he said, Have you noticed that Hu Jintao and the Communist Party are trying to hijack our 60th anniversary of Pompey's First Division Championship and 70th anniversary of winning the FA Cup celebrations by organising a splinter event to celebrate <laughs> the 60th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China? I'd heard rumblings of yeah. this. <laughs> That's an absolutely outrageous political decision if you ask me. I, tell you. I, am sh- I am sure Portsmouth City Council will be following Beijing's lead by giving everyone the week off too. <laughs> I doubt that, yeah. And banning female children. 20th anniversary of Tiananmen <laughs> Square this Thursday. Hard hats on. Nick from Hong Kong. I don't know anyone in Portsmouth with their job, so I don't think the week off thing would really work. OK. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, dear Ramble Squad, due to the release of the great Dean Windass from Hull, because obviously he was too good for them, will the name of the Hall of Fame ever be changed? No. I think I speak for everyone when I say never. No. Yes, to the Windass Hall of Fame. <laughs> 
<laughs> if we want to rebrand it, that's the only sort of way yeah. we're going to rebrand it. Okay, well, you've heard it here first. Zach from Michigan, the USA, w- yeah. international again. Oh, damn. The, the DWHOF is staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwarf! Dwarf. The, the football ramble global has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bats again! Bats, the bats are not bats. bats. It's not bats, it's turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas turkeys. Have you ever heard of turkeys? turkeys? Cool, okay, uh, that can only mean one thing for no reason. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny stories. Um, right, this one it concerns your beloved Newcastle, Pete. Um, this is from The Guardian. Newcastle United have been inundated with joke offers after Mike Ashley invited anyone interested in buying the club to make contact via email. Hey! Supporters of Newcastle's local rivals, Sunderland, took particular delight in responding to a statement on the relegated club's website which said that potential purchasers should go through the unusual process of emailing admin at nufc.co.uk, which I'm absolutely not encouraging any of you to do. <laughs> so what a surprise! I mean, what, it, well, that's obviously going to happen. How did Mike Ashley make so much money? He can run a bath. Why no. could why couldn't they sort of set up a separate account? Fit in a it's bath. easy enough, surely. <laughs> why couldn't they just run the club like sensible businessmen <laughs> and just <laughs> attract <laughs> offers? Like wait for people to come to them. Like to, because like, I think like, I think submit a business portfolio, think, for example. Yeah. You'd think you'd think that they would be dealt with with agents and yeah. things like that. I mean, they're, they're already just going drops to... a new man late. <laughs> My accent's gone really well. You know, um, I think he's giving the locals a chance. <laughs> they're already using, I think, I think <laughs> sports scene or something to get rid of their players. The one that Andy Townsend's on. Uh, Andy Townsend's uh, agent is handling the uh, the sale of all of our players, basically. Oh, right. And they're willing to listen Good. to any offers for anyone. Can we get one? <laughs> it's almost like he—it's almost like he's so out of touch with reality. He thinks a hundred million quid is something that a bunch of people could just scrape together. Well, it's funny you say that thing because I think that um, the listeners and ourselves and Lord Ramble over there in the corner—we haven't got a hundred million listeners. Um, oh, well, not everybody has to put in a quid. Okay, uh, we've had a million everyone, listeners. Everyone, everyone put hundred quid. Yeah, exactly. we don't have to bid that much. We can well, try and force their arm. The I reckon he'll go for sixty. The way, <laughs> but I mean, the way that football teams are run at the moment, it's just all loans anyway. So if we only get our credit cards together. <laughs> I think Roman Abramovich should buy him for a laugh and just sort of see what happens. <laughs> just run him into the ground. Oh, wait. No, it's only good. Contravenes uh, Premier League rules, James. So. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're not in the Premier League at all. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> That's what time definitely meant. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, good one, James. Okay. Got another one for Ooh, you. Goody. This one's from The Times. Um... Imagine Arsenal hiring out the Emirates Stadium for a Madonna concert in May 2010, only to realise closer to the time that they need the venue to play a Champions League semi-final. <laughs> that is roughly the situation facing Stan Kroenke, the majority shareholder at the North London Club with a 28.3% stake. And a great moustache. And a shocking moustache. It's a public relations and scheduling error that has led him to be challenged to a wrestling match by Vince McMahon, the owner of World Wrestling <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> the bizarre tale begins last August when Kronka's company, Kronka Sports Enterprises, agreed in principle to hire out the Pepsi Arena in Denver, Colorado, on May 25th, 2009, to the WWE for its Monday Night Raw wrestling show. Hmm. On April 15th of this year, the deal was finalised. <laughs> However, Kronka's basketball team, the Denver Nuggets, having advanced to the semi-finals of the NBA playoffs, are now <laughs> scheduled to play a home match on that day against the Los Angeles Lakers. Most likely, Kroenker never expected that the Nuggets, who have not advanced beyond the first round of the playoffs in five seasons, well, they're called would the Nuggets. this far. Yeah, for one thing, yeah. sort that out, yeah. Kroenker. Don't, don't call us the Arsenal like chicken zingers or something like that. <laughs> um, now, however, he has a problem because there is no escape clause in his contract with WWE. <laughs> 
Oh no. Kronker should be arrested for impersonating a good businessman <laughs> because, quite frankly, he's not a good businessman. Mean Gene! <laughs> mean Gene! Said, said McMahon. He said that WWE sold in excess of 10,000 tickets and that sellout was expected. So Vince McMahon is obviously furious about <laughs> this, this, right? This is so good. Yeah. The fans <laughs> in Denver had a lot more faith in making the playoffs than the owner, McMahon said, right? And um, basically what's happened is Stan Kronker has tried to play it down as much as possible, but Vince McMahon isn't letting he's him. <laughs> he's, had, like, he's, had, like, he's had loads of different wrestlers out just k- to keep the story in the press <laughs> talking about it. And on uh, there's a cute clip of this on YouTube. On Raw, right, he got an impersonator out of Stan Kronker to get into the ring, run down like run down Los Angeles, run down the Lakers. And they, they actually held the show in Los Angeles instead, which was coincidence. Yeah. And Vince McMahon came out and started talking about Stan Kronker, saying he should like that he he can't run anything and uh, taking the piss out of the fact that his first name is Enos. He he accused him of having Enos envy, things like that, and then pushed him over. It is very, very mature. Imagine... Very mature. Imagine if Richard Scudamore... Had arranged <laughs> right for some sort of event. He rented out, rented out some, some sort of event to happen, and, and, and Alex Ferguson like agreed, right. and 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 and, uh, and and whoever it was agreed for it to happen in Old Trafford. But it, contra- it went in Big Daddy's face, and then Richard Scudamore <laughs> came up on like Jonathan Ross and started calling him out. That's yeah, the equivalent of what would happen. It's- Americans are mad. Yeah, but it's, that's that is fantastic. It's, it's, he had um, he had a wrestler called John Cena. You've had a running with John Cena, haven't you? I've had a running with John Cena. Yes, the what star happened? of uh, twelve. Weeks or twelve rounds. Was it? Twelve, 12 rounds. Yeah, he, uh, he, I made a joke about him having his mum having Osama bin Laden. I mean, never talk about wrestlers' mum. That's your first. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first. Or insult his country. Yeah, I, so I said that she, that she had Osama bin Laden in his basement. His ex-marines as well. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking about. <laughs> what were yeah. you on? Man? Um, so was that the same week you uh, were? Were you trying to Frankie see if Fraser? wrestling's real? Like, yeah, that's what he was that's the same to week you interviewed Mad Frankie Fraser and got to hang up because yeah. he's a fucking thug. It yeah, wasn't a great you one. called Mad Frankie Fraser a reprehensible thug, and you insulted John. Seen as mum and country. I'll take him on. What's wrong with you? Scudamore, I'll take him on. I'll smack any three of you guys. I reckon you could take Scudamore. <laughs> I reckon you could. <laughs> Dear, I, I think they missed it. Why didn't they, why didn't they just combine, combine basketball with wrestling for one, <laughs> one night only? Well, actually, they, yeah. did, get, they did get all the wrestlers to dress up as the two opposing teams, and the Lakers won the match. Right. It is very childish. Did, did very, did very childish. Did try to do something along the lines of American football and wrestling? Could like, could like XFL or something? I think he did. Yeah. Yes, it's not completely beyond the idea, realms of possibility. <laughs> Just watch football, America. Yeah. Bloody hell. Sucker. Right. You won't believe this, guys, right? Guess what's happened? A bit further down from America. South right? America or something. Yeah, something mental. Yeah. <laughs> something stupid. Who'd believe it, right? <laughs> a player was attacked as furious Fluminense fans invaded a training session on Tuesday. Reports said that shots were fired into the air by security guards and the club said it would investigate, although I added that none of its employees carried guns. So there's some <laughs> to, their liars. to their knowledge. Yes. Sort of goes about saying, really. Allegedly. Yeah. Some yeah. liars might have gone on here as well. TV pictures showed around 30 supporters running onto the field as the players were training. One man was seen to aim a punch at midfielder Deguino, who hit back and tried to escape through a side door on the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Reports said fans retreated after a security guard fired two shots into the air. Players went inside and later continued to practice under a police guard while fans continued to argue with club officials. This is all because the team aren't doing very well. This sounds like some kind of Could you imagine that happening? um, Why in (laughs) South America is it the training ground is always getting impeded? I think it happens in Italy sometimes as well. A lot of fans go and... I remember it happening in Lazio once, famously. They they tend to sort of have more access to the players. Yeah, do they have open training sessions? Because that rarely happens here, doesn't it? It it? doesn't happen here much, no. 
You have to rely on people filming when someone gets kicked in the face. It was Duncan Ferguson. Was that John Hartson? Was that John Hartson? Having a pop at Ferguson now. You got to be careful. You know, Duncan Ferguson's been robbed twice, right? And in both incidents, he knocked out the burglars. Knocked them out. And there was one. There was one incident. He's actually been he's been burgled four times and four failures. I hasten to add. And once he just held the burglar there until the police came. Bloody it's, hell. It's turned into a, a badge of honour. What's yeah. that? For burglars. Yeah, try, try. Some and... kind of convention they go to and see if they can do it. Um, yeah, Pete, don't slag him off. What, don't slag Duncan yeah, Ferguson? Kill, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because no, no, no. no, actually, if I had to have a fight with either Mad Frankie Fraser, John Cena, or Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> Cena. Mad Frankie Fraser's really old now, <laughs> yeah. so John Cena's faking all that sort of shit. Duncan yeah. Ferguson's actually genuinely scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, really hard. Yeah. The way he's going, he'll be slagging off me soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've the heard Marcus is so strong, right? His arms are so strong that he can fly. So <laughs> that was that. I flew to the bus in Rome. Yeah, is that, is that where you went? Saved it. When I fell over and banged me knee on a rock. Yeah, yeah. I, cl- I clipped you on the way past with me. Went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, profile time. Hey. At last. Yeah. Um, Luis Felipe Madeira Cairo Figo. Oh. Figo. That's right. Figaro, Figaro, Figo. <laughs> Born 4th of November 1972. Jimbo. Pete. Three years after the summer of love. <laughs> and what's he done, Luke? What's uh, he done? He's won the sperm race. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Got there in the end. Yeah. Always fresh, this bit of the show. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't plan that bit. It's no, it's spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Figo, a wonderful footballer. I think mm. you'll all agree. He yeah. started his career at Sporting Club de Portugal. Yeah. To you and I, Sporting Lisbon. Made his debut as a 16-year-old in 1989. Oh, back in the day, hey? Mm-hmm. All those years ago. All back those... in the day of Sarkis Milan. Oh, mm. why are you mentioning them? What's well, same same year? It's nothing to do with this one. Well, it's of the era. We'll it was, the scene. It was okay. twenty years after the summer of love. <laughs> <laughs> Figo had won the sperm race sixteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just setting the scene up in the. You're not. I'm painting a picture of the European football landscape at that time. You're being disruptive. Sorry, that's what you do. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Stop sorry. painting attention. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, had 146 appearances for Sporting and scored 16 goals. In 1995, however, this was when his uh, career really came to the forefront of European football. He um, he moved to the mighty Barcelona. Interestingly enough, though. Uh, apparently he'd signed contracts with Juventus and Parma, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this result... Yeah, I'll fit it all in. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, and this resulted in an Italian two-year ban for Figo, which obviously is slightly this pointless. Seems like it's sort of a football equivalent of, like, Baldrick's cunning plan. I know what you're thinking. Most footballers play for one team. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can I earn three times the amount of money and win three times the amount of things? I've got a cunning plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked, I did it. Zidane still has a ban, doesn't he, from the World Cup final? He does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, how long was his ban for at Barca? No, well, it was a two-year ban from Italian football. Oh, OK, right. Um, but he eventually Both moved... Of. Yeah, exactly, he was going to Barcelona, anyway. Yeah. Mm. He eventually moved to Barcelona for £2.25 million, uh, under Johan Cruyff. He was a huge success there. He um, he won the UEFA Cup, Winners' Cup, and successive uh, league titles. 
I mean, I can remember him play for Barcelona, and he was his dribbling <clears throat> skills were just incredible. And he was he was a kind of an attacking midfielder, more sort of winger, I suppose. But you wouldn't. He wasn't a traditional winger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> but he fitted in superbly, and he could play him on the right or the left because he he could deliver a cross superbly. Yeah, but then if you played him on the left, he'd cut inside and just roll for one across yeah. the keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he scored, I mean, he's played 216 times for, for Barcelona and scored 41 goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good return, you know, for um, a midfielder. Yeah, so he was uh, a big fan's favourite there. Um, and as I say, he won uh, a couple of La, uh, La Liga's, uh, Copa del Rey's and, and UEFA Cup Winners' Cup. And God bless the Cup Winners' Cup. While yeah, I'm there. rest in peace. R.I.P. <laughs> hey, That's right, yeah. But... In the year 2000, he did the unthinkable. He went to Real Madrid. He Marcus. made a hugely mm. controversial move um, from oh. Barca's bitter rivals to Real Madrid for a world record transfer fee, which was um, roughly about £37 million. I'm really interested in how negotiations take place yeah. between the clubs. It's, it's really fascinating to me. Because they're obviously big rivals. They, don't, they, they know they're doing something that is sort of almost deliberately controversial, yeah. especially from Barcelona's side. If he's a fan's favourite as well. It's almost like a Robert De Niro talking to Al Pacino in Heat kind of yeah, thing. It really mm. is, yeah, Well, it's like it really when is. Ronaldo came from Inter as well to Real Madrid. It, from Real Madrid, there does seem to be this kind of desire to really irk Barcelona with things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but sort of, I know what you mean, but in a way, Barca have got to be complicit in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And maybe this not. Is, the right, this case, is why it's fascinating. Yeah. What must it have been like when they were sat negotiating around those tables, hating each other? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is real hatred. Yeah. yeah. Real hatred. Yeah. Which would make no sense because it would mean royal hatred, no. but still. No, royal hatred humor still me. works. I think. Royal hatred is the most angry of all the hatreds, <laughs> True. <laughs> um, right royal hatred is the most cockney of all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a right royal hatred, as Joe Rennett may say. But he. Um, yeah, and, and of course, Figo was one of the Galacticos, along with uh, the likes of Ronaldo, Zidane, and, and David Beckham. Didn't get a great reception when he went back to the new camp, did he, Mark? We'll come on no. to that. Come on to that. I remember that well. He'd, uh, for, for Madrid, he won uh, a couple of the Ligas, uh, won the Champions League. Uh, I mean, that was a fantastic side, wasn't it? Zidane, Figo, mm. Raul, Carlos, Raul, Raul yeah. and then later Beckham came into the side. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can't argue with that. I mean, they, 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 I mean, for all their faults, and obviously it eventually imploded, but it was great to great to see them all. It's, a, it's an iconic photo, isn't there, of them all in a wall, a free kick wall, and it's Raul. Um, That's right. Figo, yeah. Zidane, yeah. Um, Roberto Carlos, and Beckham. Mm. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> It's quite funny. There was, uh, there was a little. <laughs> that's, that's when you played too long on sensible soccer. Or, Very uh, similar to the Portsmouth side of manager. <laughs> yeah, massive similarities there. There was a, there was a little cartoon caption. I think in one of the papers when Beckham moved there, and you had Beckham was there, and and um, like Ronaldo and, and Figo and Zidane were all gathered around him, and they're all going, "So, what's Phil Neville like?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I had a lot of success with Real Madrid, but um, there was uh, the the time when he uh, came back to play Barcelona at the new Camp, where it all all went off really. Um, a heated reception from the Barcelona <laughs> faithful is putting it mildly. Uh, low, objects, bottles, lighters, pigs heads. Uh, well, there was, and the, there was the famous pig's head that was thrown, um, which, and, and all this. How do you get a pig's head into a stadium? Well, did they um, just like put it in a shirt? If you're cutting out, he's got a ticket. If you're cutting up pork, the pork <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, that, you're not going to sell that for much, are you? You can't put that in a bap with a bit of apple Fam- sauce. So famously, got at the San Siro, there was a moped smuggled. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They probably just drove it in, and they didn't realise. Yeah, because they probably just drove it up the stadium over the top. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, um, there's interest in it. Cause, do you remember in Loudrop, Michael? Because they're all built into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Michael did the same thing. Moved between them, and then, that's right, he did. Yeah. yeah. At half time, he got dragged off in tears. 
That is joking. So it's the worst day of his life, yeah. Oh, really? really? That's not nice, yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That's no. not nice at all. Uh, what was funny, though, you talk about the hatred, the, the, the papers in Madrid and Barcelona's take on things during this match. Because, um, I mean, it, look, the guy had bottles, coins, everything thrown at him. That's not good on no. any kind of I mean, level. He couldn't take any corners, I remember that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, before the before the game, a uh, uh, Barcelona newspaper tried to goad him, just saying that ran ran with a mini headline saying "Take them, Lewis." <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah. laughs> In reference, because he always took the corners, you see. Yeah. Um, and, and apparently, it took him two minutes to take one of the corners. Um, and after the after the game, Van Hal, the Louis Van Hal, the Barcelona coach, went mental, saying he was saying. Figo provoked the fans. He walked over to the corners to take them really, really slowly, and he and he he was just deliberately playing with the fans. And Figo responded to that, saying, oh, "I was a bit surprised. He never said anything uh, when I did that when he was manager, and I've saved his arsenal more than one occasion." Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. don't mess with the big man. Can you remember a game? Um, I think it might have been it was Beckham actually Madrid at the New Camp, and it was it was snowing, and he couldn't take any because the people were chucking snowballs right, over yeah, and over yeah. again. The, the, that, that was it. But um, the Madrid papers called this match a. Uh, Derby of shame, and they referred to the new camp as the Bronx New, whereas the Barcelona paper said, uh, went with the headlines, Figo is a provoker. I love the Spanish press. <laughs> uh, but this all made Figo even bigger hero at, um, at Real Madrid, and he was absolutely <laughs> loved there. And He played 237 games for Real Madrid and uh, scored 57 goals. And he and he was huge there. He really was. And uh, I can remember when Beckham arrived at uh, Real Madrid. He said Figo made him very welcome. I think he was one of the first players he met. And because uh, Figo spoke very good English, and he just said, "Hi, David. How you doing? Welcome, welcome." Anyway, here's my number. Any problems? Give me a call. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, slick as you like. I've been through it all. <laughs> it's not going to get any worse for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. And then uh, he left Madrid uh, in the summer of 2005 on a free transfer uh, after his contract was. Uh, well, he was. He was. He inspired. was not the player. He, he wasn't the player he used to be. And I think no, the move to Italy right. was a sensible one, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And for uh, Inter, he won the the, the Italian Cup. Uh, Serie A titles, you know, he he did well there again. You know, another person to benefit from the Calciopoli scandal. And yeah, yeah. Stuff. But I mean, yeah, just right. take, take 100, 105 appearances for Inter and, and, and nine goals, not as many goals, but still. And uh, he retired recently, and his last game was on the thirty first of May against uh, Atalanta at the at the San Siro. Move on to his international career. Um, and that was very unlucky, actually, not to win any honours. He um, well, he did on a junior level. He um, yeah, that side, that Portuguese side, that one. Well, he was a part. Of the, he was part of the what was dubbed the Portugal's golden generation: yeah. with Figo, mm. Gomes, uh, Rui Costa, Conceição, Fernando Coito, Vitabaya, uh, Jorge Costa, Jampinto, uh, yeah, Paulo Souza, uh, and, and a number of other players. Well, they they missed out, didn't they? The, well, they they the had Europe won. Fight. They won the under sixteen European Championships and they won the under twenty World Championships. You know, so it was a real side. That grew up together um, and was really gelling together and um, they got to the semi-finals of uh, Euro 2000 and the controversial penalty in the last minute mm -hmm. against France put them out um, and then in 2006 World Cup they got to the semi-finals and you know, Zidane put them out again with the penalty for France and 2004 if we go back final. a couple of years in the final in the, I mean At could home. you imagine it you'd offered mm. them you, in your home country, yeah. final of the European Championships against Greece, yeah. you fancy yeah. that. Oh, yeah, you'd have it all day. Didn't yeah. have it. But, I mean, especially as they were out for a kind of revenge from losing the opening game of the tournament well, in Greece right. uh, Yeah, well. people forget Greece Because they were twice. really riled by that. Yeah. Gr Greece tactically were absolutely superb. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, it, it was a really, really strange one. But mm. it was, I mean, yeah, you'd obviously back Portugal at home, and they, and that, and in and, and, and a lot of ways, realistically, that was the last chance for that golden generation to win anything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because so you so, think. Yeah. It, I mean, football often works like that poetically. It was always going to happen, but again, it didn't. So, well, he announced his retirement after that 2004 final, but then um, reversed that decision and came back for the qualifier in 2006 and was involved there. But um, individual honours, he won FIFA World Player of the Year in 2001, Ballon d'Or in 2000 as well. So, I mean, a club was level. He the most expensive player at one stage as well, wasn't he? Well, I said yeah, that I when he was. went to oh, yeah. Real Madrid, 37 million. So he won all the individual honours. Pretty one, pretty much won it all at club level. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it was just the international that just um, eluded him. Just eluded him. But uh, he said that um, he's leaving Inter, but he wants to work for Inter in the future, and uh, so he wants to stay in football. So as you said last time, I think look, it is great when genuinely class players stay in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I really do think, you know, for the last fifteen, twenty years of football, I think he's been one of the best players in the world. I don't think there's any doubt about that. To mm. I, th- I really, do, I really think player. he is. I mean, he's up there with, with Brazilian Ronaldo and Zidane. Yeah, he's In the last sort of 15, 20 years, and they all play on the same <laughs> side. He's one of those players who's, who's not exactly blessed with uh, sort of loads of pace, but he, he's like... He got Never the, needed to be. No, he had the ball on the string sort of thing, same yeah. way sort of Raquel Mo Zidane. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He had that sort of glide to him that's yes. Yes. similar to how Zidane had, and both of them in that side was devastating at he's times. A, well, he's a very strong player as well. Yeah, he could, yeah. could hit a dead ball as well. Oh, and, no, and, no. And, and it's Do you remember the goal he scored against England? Oh yeah, absolute scream. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think it took a slight deflection, but I don't want to take it away because it was a great goal. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's worth saying that he had 127 appearances for Portugal and scored 32 goals. Um, he Need also that. that's right. So he, he has retired, but he's hopefully going to. Well, he says he's going to stay in the game. He now also owns um, an upscale bar in the Algarve region of Portugal. Hmm. So a field trip there, maybe. Yeah. Presenting, <laughs> yeah, presenting with his um, DWHOF sort of. What a sort of metaphorical trophy! Isn't it? It's actually it's, that's actually a bronze bust of Dean Windass's face. If yeah. anyone's worried, uh, yeah. wondering about that, which um, we send off to each player that's inducted. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll end traditionally with a quote, and this is from Carlos Quiroz, uh, Alex Ferguson's nephew. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, "He said of the eleven-year-old Figo, he said even then, Luis was ahead of the rest." Come on in, Luis Figo. Welcome. Dean Windass, all the fun. Lovely. Welcome. Absolutely. Obrigado. What they say in Portugal. That means thank you. It does. Thank you. That's the end of the show, people. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We will be continuing over summer on a fortnightly basis, but as the start of next season, you'll be pleased to know, listeners. We're quitting. (laughs) (laughs) You big hijacker. (laughs) Sorry. Um, We will be going once a week. Ooh. Yeah. That includes you. I literally have no clue what we're going to fill the show with. Yeah. We'll find something. <laughs> sort of do alternative don't rugby worry. And football. Yeah, maybe do. something like that. But yes, if you'd like to get in contact with us, the email address is a podcast at thefootballramble.com. We have a group on Facebook. We have a myspace.com forward slash footballramble. And we're on LastFM and Twitter. Luke, what's been happening on Twitter? Oh, yeah, I was going to give you some genuine like questions and highlights from Twitter over the last couple of weeks. Um, one is. Why does Tony Adams keep making things up out of thin air? Mm. Because, because, good question. because he can. So, uh, is it possible to knock out a snake? Uh, it, it yeah, I don't done. see why not. Um, and is Marcus a better player than Gareth Barry? I said yes. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate but, it. But um, not all the listeners will have seen Marcus play. So, but he, Marcus Just is very, rest assured, he's very good. Two, two great feet. He'd score two against Kazakhstan, at yeah. least. Yeah. Mm. That's what's been happening on Twitter, so if you want to get involved, then just follow us on whatever you, whatever you do. I don't know. <laughs> on your internet. That's right, and we'd like to say uh, a very big thank you to all you listeners for helping us get to number one in the Sport and Recreation 
charts in yeah. iTunes. Thanks very much. Thank you. Helping us all, including yeah. the listeners. So yeah. the listeners have achieved and they're enjoying the number one spot as well. Yeah, they're Genuinely, all we're all ramblers, Peter. Genuinely. Ramble, ramble force. Ho! <laughs> <laughs> and that leaves me to say uh, goodbye, James or Jim. Bye. Goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. Goodbye, Luke. See you later. Uh, we're all off to check out the view from the top of the charts. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.